It's time for our summer patron giveaway. Yes, this time we're doing a prize pack of uh, selected comics, uh, some swag, um, uh, uh, some special stuff, uh, gifts from Jason from Hawaii, so some Hawaiian goodies, um, all kinds of fun stuff to share our love to you, uh, the patrons. So if you would like to be included in our summertime giveaway, just become a patron at any level uh, between now and Labor Day. So it's a summer giveaway, and then after Labor Day, we will pull a, a patron randomly from the stack and send you a prize pack. Now, not only that, not only do you get entered to win, you got to be in it to win it, by the way. That's what they say. You get on-air thanks and show note shout-outs, uh, priority inclusion of your feedback and questions or comments into the show, access to our patron only Slack community, very popular. Exclusive content, um, you get bonus episodes that nobody else gets. You get early access to bonus episodes or regular episodes. You get them ad free. You get them unedited. Um, sometimes that's a blessing and a curse, depending uh, on your feelings there. Uh, all kinds of fun stuff. And the levels go up, you get more more stuff. Uh, the, but that's that's kind of the ground floor stuff you get um, coming in as a patron. So please do so. It also means that you like what we're doing and you're sharing and caring enough to uh, throw us a couple of um, shekels our way. And we appreciate that. And it helps keep the lights on. It helps pay the server fees. It helps um, keep us going and keep us doing it on our our road to a thousand episodes. Can we get there? <clears throat> I hope so. I hope so. But everything's going up. It's getting harder and harder um, to justify uh, luxury expenses like podcast fees. So uh, your help it is greatly appreciated, and we want uh, to continue that. Some of you just do it just to say thanks. We appreciate that. Some of you do it for the giveaway. Some of you do it for... Uh, some of the tier perks. All those are valid. So whatever your reasoning, join our Patreon. Give us a little bit of love. We appreciate it. Come contest time, uh, we'll, uh, we'll maybe we'll pull your name, and you will get a fun prize pack uh, mailed directly to you. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. Now back to the show. Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kyle and Drew with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 850. For comics originally coming out 19 and 20 of September, Drew, this year is flying by. But, Drew, before you and I get into what's coming out in your local comic book shop this coming Tuesday and Wednesday, Drew, you got anything fun for me from our robot overlords or anything else fun today? (laughs) I do. I do. This is... Uh, the top 10 accidental origin stories. Ooh. So, like Joker falls in a vat of acid accidental? Accidental origin stories. I think it's all heroes, I think. Um, no. So like um, Batman's Spider-Man parents accidentally getting shot would not be an accident. You know what I mean? Okay. So Spider-Man getting bit by a radioactive spider. That would be uh, number one. Yeah. Uh, Peter Parker being bitten by a radioactive spider. 
given uh, superhuman abilities, enhanced strength, agility, and the ability to cling to surfaces. Yes. All, all mutants are out. I would think so. Let me look. Yeah. Uh, yes. There were people behind Tony Stark and his everything. Do we have Hulk being irradiated? That is number three, Bruce okay. Banner. As exposure to gamma radiation during a lab experiment causes him to transform into the Hulk when he experiences anger or stress. <laughs> do we have night? Do we have Nightwing's parents dying? Mm, no, because it was an accident. <laughs> it was an accident. It was literally an accident. Uh, yeah, no, no, we don't. Boo, 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 hiss, boo, hiss. Yeah, you're looking for a loophole there. Yes, definitely was. Captain America volunteered for experimentation. Well, they have, no, they, they, have Steve, have... they have Steve Rogers. He wanted what? to he wanted to serve his country. He volunteers for an experimental super soldier serum, but the procedure is interrupted by a saboteur. The serum partially transforms him into Captain America, giving him enhanced strength, agility, and durability. He, that comes in at number six. Then Batman has to count. It's not on the list. But, okay, so his parents are killed by somebody else's plan, but then that accidentally gives him the fear required to become... Yeah, come on, it's the same friggin' pathway. That's totally different. Totally different. You're, no, no. Crap, I had another one in my head, and why went on my little diatribe? And, and yeah, that's what you get. That. That's what you get for getting on your soapbox. <sighs> Somebody really fast. Oh, yeah. Duh, the Flash. The yeah. Flash, yeah. yeah. He was struck by lightning and doused with chemicals in his lab. The combination Daredevil. of lightning and... Yes, Daredevil. Teenage uh, loses his sight <laughs> as a child due to a truck accident that spills hazardous chemicals. That accident heightens his other senses to superhuman levels, granting him enhanced abilities like echolocation and heightened perception. Excellent. So you got the top four now. Flash was two, Spidey one, Hulk three, Daredevil four. Um, Deadpool gets cancer? (laughs) No, no, no. No? No. Bucky loses an arm? Nope. Mm. Moon Knight's not cool enough to be on a list. No, he doesn't make the list. Punishers, again, family died. We've already exempted family's death. Think of a team of four. Oh, the Fantastic Four and the... Yes. yes. They were on an ill-spated space mission exposed to cosmic rays that transform them into uh, the Fantastic Four. That was five. You got six as Captain America, even though you're upset about it. Yeah. Marvel or DC? What am I looking for? What's the breakdown of the ones that are left? Uh, DC, Marvel, DC, DC. Ooh. Are we going Green Arrow, Lost on an Island? Um, not Green Arrow. Oh, see, I don't know Lantern stuff, so I just assume they all... Yes. 
Well, they're giving Hal Jordan. Um, he was a test pilot who encountered a dying alien named Abin Sur. Mm-hmm. Uh, his power ring chooses Hal as its new wielder. That's what I was just about to say. It was chosen yeah. from the ring, so that's yes. not really accidental. Hal then gains the power to create constructs. So uh, I don't see the accident there at all. Um, but uh, the robot says that's that's an accident. Stupid robot. Because I guess because he crashes plane close by, maybe I don't know. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that, that's dumb. Now, now we now we need to bring Nightwing's parents back into play. Yeah, exactly. Yep. All right, there's another Marvel one too. Huh. She's she's one of the Avengers. Natalia, Black Nat- Widow. Yeah, Black Widow. Natasha Romanoff, a Russian spy who undergoes experimental treatments that enhance her physical abilities and slow her aging. These treatments result from her desperate pursuit of of a cure for radiation poisoning. I was going to say she, she volunteered again for these. These are not accidents. But the, but it's the um, the cure for the radiation poisoning which she contracted unintentionally by accident. That's where their angle is, I guess. The okay. Next, the next one is actually two people inhabiting one. The firestorm thing. Yes. Yeah, so Ronnie Raymond and Martin Stein. Yeah. Uh, are caught in a nuclear accident, merging their bodies and minds into the superhero Firestorm. This grants them the ability to transmute elements and manipulate matter. Now, publicly, I'll say, good good job, Robot Overlords, an excellent list. But that's just because I don't want them murdering me in my sleep. But <laughs> I have, I, I, I call shenanigans. Yeah. And this is the worst one. The, the last one is... Um, Aquaman, who discovers his Atlantean heritage and abilities after accidentally falling into the sea as a child, where he realizes wow. he can communicate with sea life and breathe underwater. So that is what that is the absolute worst one. Well, that would be every mutant then, because every mutant is just randomly finds that they have powers on accident, right? Yeah, that's that's no. Yes, yes. So you're saying you're saying you you don't respect the robot overlord. Is that what you're? Is that what I heard you say? I'm Kyle? saying on the, the record, robot. on the record for the. Uh, I'm saying you must have checked a different box and somehow <laughs> led it astray. No, 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 no. I gave them the prompt. This is what they gave us, and I believe you said. Down with the robot. <laughs> yes. I believe so, I said Skynet isn't real. I'm just saying, uh, nice knowing you. <laughs> yeah, crap. <laughs> I try to set an alarm in the morning and it won't go off and all it starts there. <laughs> it goes downhill from there. Mm. <laughs> Kyle, I've got the solution to our dreary, dreary evenings. We can... We can we can pop a little magic mind and Ooh. get a little pick me up and and still still go to sleep just enough to give us some some clarity of mind uh, a, a little creativity get the creative juices flowing maybe give you one or two before the podcast you know <laughs> to really focus you in uh, you, you fall asleep during one podcast and all of a sudden that's your problem uh-huh. but yeah absolutely the worst thing you want to do is you know brew a pot of coffee at 
middle of the night right before podcast. <laughs> yeah. Then you're up the entire evening. What you need is good, sustained energy, clarity of mind, not, you know, a jolt of caffeine that hurts yeah. your body and all these things. Absolutely. And uh, Magic Mind uh, does all that stuff and has that. Uh, okay. Matcha. I want to talk about matcha, Drew. Okay. All right. The the green vegetable matcha, that 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 buzzword, that superfood. I didn't think I'd like matcha. I uh-huh. am starting to like matcha, and that's one of the big key ingredients here is that that uh that lovely green superfood that has the benefits of all the uh, uh keeping you going. Yeah. And it uh yeah it it's cool stuff. It, it's pricey. Uh, mm-hmm. Matcha is. But they stick it in this uh, with with some great other ingredients, all natural stuff. Um, so, but you you can get it through us with our code. So we want you to check out this Magic Mind Elixir. Check this out. It is go to MagicMind.co/slash/comicsfunprofit. And elixir really is the perfect word for it. It's a nice little elixir. It's very yes. cool. For sure. If you feel you want to try this out, go to magicmind.co slash comicsfunprofit and use our code. You can get um, 20% off uh, of an initial one-time purchase or up to 56% off of a subscription. So if this sounds good to you, go to magicmind.co slash comicsfunprofit and use our code CFP. You can get up to 50%, 56% off your subscription for the next 10 days with the code CFP. Or you can just use that discount code CFP at magicmind.co slash comicsfunprofit to get 20% off a one-time purchase. Just to sample, dip your toe, check it out. Kyle, we have uh, the, our good friends at Penguin Random House with the Marvel previews of items... That are released in September. There's a September catalog for November items. That's what we're looking at. Yes. And our main page, I'll say, is Amazing Spider-Man 39 Gang War, where it looks like a bunch of our favorite Marvel characters are uh, ready for some scrapping. But we shall see. (gasps) Ooh. Excited about page two. Superior Spider-Man, yeah. Yep, and that is where we are going to start with Superior Spider-Man number one, Dan Slott, this time with Mark Bagley. Wasn't it Giuseppe during the initial run-through? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Spider-Man faces a new villain from his superior past as she fries New York with all the power of a living star. Doc Ock makes a life-changing discovery. Mark Bagley and Dan Slott continue their spider run with the 10th anniversary celebration of everything that made Spider-Man superior. So, no, it might have been Bagley again. I might be off. So this is um, this is a one-shot, right? Does not say that. Cool. Yeah. And it just says they continue their Spider-Man run. So I would say this is not a one-off. I guess maybe it was Bagley. Okay. Yeah, I thought I, I thought I remember Kevin Cawley being on it. Could have been just me. Yeah. But we're getting a Scotty Young cover, a Ramos cover, and a Duala, a Duali cover. Yeah, which isn't bad. Yeah. Umberto Ramos isn't bad. Then we get Deadpool, Seven Slaughters, number one. Rob Liefeld, Cullen Bunn, Cody Ziegler, Mark Guggenheim, Justina Ireland, and Gail Simone all writing on this. So this yeah. is a one-shot. 
is a $10 book, so I think this is just a bunch of crap we've already read slammed together, more than likely. Yeah. Fan favorite creators, past and future. Yeah. Look at that sketchy Frank Miller cover. <laughs> is it bad? Uh, for Miller, it's good. Oh, yeah, it's not, it's not great, is it? Okay. <laughs> Gods number two, the Jonathan Hickman, Valeria... Valerio Shitty, Shitty. Hey, hey, hey! Negative. Put the uh, yeah exemption tag. Wonder if that'll be any good. It's a nice cover we get there. Who did that one? The main. I think probably. Uh, looks like Mateus Mahani. It's a good cover. Cover. Marvel Superhero Secret Wars Battle World World Number One. Tom DeFalco, Pat Olaf. That's your Giuseppe Common goalie. Battle world. After nearly 40 years, the mysteries of the secret world wars deepen. Get ready for an all-new cataclysmic battle from when Spider-Man first got his alien costume. Retcon. Okay. And surprise supervillain appearances inside. I like the homage cover. Yeah. Spider-Gwen on tour number one of a four-issue series by Melissa Flores and Eden Balam with David Nakayama doing the main cover. Okay. I don't care anymore. It's a $6 book for Spider-Gwen. If that was Silk, you'd care. Yep. Yep, I would. Yep, definitely would. Daredevil Black Armor number one of four by D.G. Chichester. And Natho Diaz with a cover by Mark Bagley. So Daredevil uh, has armor now? Black armor, dude. Not just any armor. Well, he doesn't see color. That's true. And there's foil. There's foil covers, too. Ooh, let there be foil. Thanos, number one. Chris Cantwell, Luca Pizzeri. Thanos versus the Illuminati. Hmm. Okay. Howard the Duck. Gets hey. Good old and, chipper. Yeah, we're gonna chip Zdarsky gets to revisit this with Daniel Kibble Smith. It's a six dollar one shot. I think it's a retread. Of his um his run before? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it is. Meet Howard's new hard boiled PI with problems by the duck load. I, I don't think it new. is uh, yeah, new story. New. But it is a one shot. Yeah. Thunderbolts gets relaunched. Uh, new number one with Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing. A revolution is coming. Bucky Barnes, the revolution just inherited a mountain of covert intel, and he has one objective, justice. And we're going to do the Sentry number one by Jason Liu and Luigi Zagario. Who will be the new Sentry? The Sentry is dead, but ordinary people all over the world are suddenly manifesting his powers and experiencing snippets of Bob Reynolds' memories. Am I a bad comic guy that I don't know who the Sentry is? Yeah, I, I was hoping you might, because I wasn't real sure who the Sentry is. Yeah, crap. Uh, Punisher number one, uh, another Punisher relaunched, but this time with a Moon Knight cover. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, All right. <laughs> David Pippos gets to do another book with Dave Wachter. On art. Um, 
Uh, that would be the Knight's End variant. So I guess we're going to have to look for Knight's End variants and a bunch of other books, too. Yeah. No, so, okay. Have... So we go from Punisher having the original symbol to Punisher having the douchiest symbol on Earth to Punisher now just having white nipples and a pause symbol. Yes. So, okay. So it's a, a, a new a new interpretation, you think? These are great questions. Went? I don't know the answer to that. Interesting. I just so, hope the do I just hope the douche tastic one's gone. Now we go into Gang War, First Strike. That is so many books. Uh so in November we're gonna get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Just seven in November that are part of Gang War First Strike. But then the gang war really heats up in December and January and February, and it ends in March. That's a long event, Marvel, um, with a lot of it spans amazing... six issues of ASM. I'm sorry, eight issues of ASM. Yeah, so ASM, Miles, Daredevil, Spider Woman, Luke Cage, Kung Fu, uh, anything else? Daredevil, I said that. Man, it just derails most of the books I was reading. Yeah. <laughs> and including, so you're relaunching Spider-Woman with a number one. It's but a also, gang war tie-in. That's, 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 that's a gang war tie-in. That's so Is stupid. that going to help it? Can't. It's so stupid. It is dumb. A war has erupted between the gang lords of New York City, causing chaos throughout the Big Apple. Villains are fighting villains. Criminals are fighting criminals. Hobgoblin, Mr. Negative, the Owl, Shotgun, Diamondback, Aim, Hydra, and more battle with and against each other for NYC supremacy. You know who's missing? Uh, Kingpin. Uh huh. Interesting. And you're, that's, that's yeah, you got a gang war without Kingpin? Yeah, something happened to him over in um, Daredevil, and maybe he's still re- being ostracized from that. Still recuperated. Or dead. I can't remember. Um, big things are brewing in gang, gang war. Don't miss them. In November, December, and many, many months after that. I don't know, Kyle. That's a lot of books. Yeah. It's a lot of books to sit out. Yeah, dude. You it's know? Crazy. I mean, I like I like amazing. I don't want to sit out eight, ten, ten amazings. Well, they're fi- they're five bucks a piece, except for when you get to ASM Gang War First Strike One. There's an arbitrary dollar added to it because it's a one shot. But even though it's the same forty pages as everything else, is there only is is there only one Gang War? That's a an actual is there is there a Gang War standalone series at all? There isn't, is there? Yeah. So if we look here at November, we have ASM thirty seven, ASM thirty eight. Miles Morales, Spider-Man 12, and then we have ASM Gang War First Strike 1. Which is not an ASM book. but just, Correct. Just, it's a one-shot. So it's it's them putting Spider-Man in front of essentially just saying Gang War 1. And uh, then, instead of saying Gang War 1. Okay. And then the Luke Cage series is just a four-issue Gang War series. And then Spider-Man is, or I'm sorry, Spider-Woman is a four-issue Gang War series. We're just seeing if it continues after that. Daredevil is a Gang War series. Um uh, okay, so that's even more confusing. So it's there's no central event to event book to read. Okay. So you, yeah, I guess I just skip it all. I guess I just skip it all. 
It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, unless you want to dip in with this amazing Spider-Man gang war first strike one. This tells you what incites the war, who hired Shotgun and took out Tombstone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is your your starter book, this ASM first strike one. Instead of 37 and 38. Correct. So if you want to dip in and just make sure you're really out, that's your that's your that's your six dollar way to do that, Drew. Yeah. Spider Woman number one. It's not really. I don't know. Luke Cage. Mm, I don't know, man. I don't think I don't think I'll like this. Yeah, I'm out. I think I'm going to be. Uh, I'll get pretty disappointed and bored right off the bat. So let's move on to White Widow, number one, Sarah Gailey and Alessandro Miracolo on this one. This is, of course, Elena Belova's series, um, Shadow of the Black Widow. With a Night's End variant. With a Night's End variant, yep. By Shalvi, I like that. That's awesome. Elena Belova returns, super spy rogue agent, Shadow of the Black Widow. She's been many things, but striking on her... As a hero on her own right is new to her. Okay, cool. Ultimate Universe number one, not Ultimates, but Ultimate Universe. Yeah. Hickman and Caselli. Now we have a seven dollar forty page one shot. What the heck? We're not adding more pages. We're just adding more money. Yeah. After the world shaking conclusion of Ultimate Invasion, a new team of heroes bands together to save the future. So you needed to have read the Ultimate Invasion. Then Spider Boy gets his book. Dan Slott thinks he's got a license to print money with Spider Boy. He we'll might see. be right. We'll see. Spinning out of the pages of Yeah. This so this is probably gonna take up where ASM takes eight issues off. Yeah. It does give you a chance to read some Spidey books that aren't yeah. Yeah, yeah, because Miles Miles is in, in Gang War, so yeah, so yeah, that's true. Avengers Seven, a new Carnage one. We're back to Cletus Cassidy. Didn't we talk about this already? I don't know. These, it's a, there was a disclaimer at the top, at the top that said these are a lot of Resolicit. these are um, October. That's right. We had bleed over. Yeah, we already talked about Carnage one and Cletus Cassidy yeah, being previously back. solicited. Yeah. Scarlet Witch, Magneto finishes up with four. Doctor Strange, nine. Good Alex Ross cover. There's a um, Captain, another, um, for Captain Marvel 2, there's another Night's End that has Cool Moon Knight cover on it. So, since they've screwed up all these solicits, we have Star Wars 40 here, and then we go straight to It's Jeff number one and then back to spider books <laughs> and then we'll go back to star wars later so that's the dumbest way ever yeah and marvel zombies black white and blood thrown in there spine tingling spider-man it's second issue as well Daredevil. where are you at i'm oh, i'm sorry i'm on 50 you jumped over like four pages okay what well what are they um, let's see. What if Dark Tomb of Dracula? So a bunch of art germ. <laughs> I don't. I guess we don't really care about Cap Wolf. And you're you're off of Sensational She-Hulk. I didn't see that one. 
43. Digital 45. Hmm, I must have. Uh, and by the way, there's still more window shades variants being made. Predator versus Wolverine. Did we see that one already? Maybe. Nope. I mean, that's where I'm at now as I head down. Yeah. Why would Wolverine need to hold a sword? That's what I don't get. He has swords protruding from his hand. Why does he have a katana? Maybe longer? Better reach? But he hasn't, you know, he doesn't have katana training. He's got, I mean, the point of him is he's an animal. Yeah. It's so stupid. Ms. Marvel, the new mutant. Um, that was just a four-issue miniseries. Because she's now part of the X-Men. Ah. No more Terrigen Mist for you, young lady. I guess not. Boy, that's weird. What are they doing? Uncanny X-Men. Uncanny Spider-Man 3 and 4, I meant to say. Hmm. So who is... Okay, so Spider-Man's a mutant? Spider-Man's not a mutant. He's got... He's got... uh, He's got Bamfin toes. He's got he's half Daredevil in this one. Oh, okay. Or not Daredevil, but uh Nightcrawler. Thank you. There's some weird stuff going on. What is going on? Spider Man's a mutant. It does say that, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Uncanny this, uncanny that, invincible this. <laughs> Alpha Flight's only a five issue series. And was this the fourth one? Okay. Yeah. That's weird. And that's it. That finishes up. Okay. A lot of stuff finishing up. Children of the Vault finishes up. Mortal X-Men, Dark X-Men, X-Men Red, X-Force, X-Men fix- Facsimile. More facsimiles for Days of Future Past. Boy, we are. Yeah, must be hard to get them. Still em. doing it. <laughs> X-Men Blue. Okay, so here's where we have Spider Nightcrawler with Mom, written by Cy Spurrier. Yeah. Weird. Moon Knight City of the Dead finishes up. Final hours of Moon Knight. I guess they killed off Moon Knight. My. Or killed off Mark Spector. You can't kill Moon Knight. (laughs) That in Hyuk Lee variant on Last Days of Moon Knight is pretty dope. Yeah. There's Fantastic Four, 13 and 14. So why is he writing a metal dinosaur? Well, he's Doom. He's Doom, but Dino Doom. Interesting. Oh, my goodness. I'm still only halfway through this freaking catalog. Avengers Inc., Silver Surfer Rebirth Legacy, Immortal 4, Black Panther 6. Incredible Hulk 6. Couple of Blades. Yeah, two Blades. Guardian Ghost Rider. Alien. Oh, Aliens relaunching. Yeah. That last one was good. I liked it. Mm, we got to stop and look at Bjorn Baron's cover on Ghost Rider. That'll make me pause. Star Wars The High Republic number one, phase three. <laughs> yes. More Caven Scott. You got to jump on these number ones. Star Wars Visions. Peach Momoko, number one. Ooh, Peach writing and doing the interiors. Peach Momoko brings her unique storytelling to a galaxy far, far away. Centuries after the death of the great dark Sith Lord, 
it's generic. You're not telling us who. And Cole <laughs> has grown worshipping this Sith Lord and the dark side. And Khan believes that she is the successor to the legacy of the Sith and her dark side powers. But is she truly in time with the Force, or is she just exploiting the people in her village? Keiko and Jell are about to come face to face with the truth, or even if it kills them. Interesting. It is a simple one-shot, a $6 one-shot by Peach Momoko dealing with... Huh. The Means nothing. Of, probably not canon. If it's if it's a Star Wars book published by Marvel, it is canon. Unless know. unless Visions is being given some other moniker. Yeah, I think Visions is just have fun with the toys, but it doesn't really count. Dark Droids D-Squad. Oh, there's our BT uh, action figure variant. Yeah, that's kind of cool. That's nuts. So many Dark Droids. How many? Wow. Yeah, there's our triple zero action figure variant. I'd like to have both of those for the both murder droids. Uh, 40th anniversary covers of The Return of the Jedi by uh, Chris Sprouse. Is that just all covers? Looks like Bjorn Barons is doing a Star Wars cover, and that's all we get. Come on, we could do so bad, so much better. Yes. Yeah, that's just collecting all the 40th anniversary covers that we put on things for the longest time. Yeah, because it's 56 pages of it. And now we're into the collected editions. That sucks that there's not like a, here's how many of those Moon Knight covers to look for in this. Yeah, right? Uh, The classic black card, black light note card set. Available for the first time in 50 years. <laughs> They're, the Marvel superheroes are together again in this vibrant, far-out note card collection. Far-out. <laughs> so, the bit in blacklight? The hands <laughs> will light up with this deluxe collectible note card set featuring 24 blacklight images of celebrated Marvel comics. This is like early 70s when this thing came out. Yeah. Wicked. Or, I'm sorry, groovy. Bodacious. More epics. Jeez Louise. So many. I don't know how people keep up. <laughs> I don't think you can. Marvel just wants all your money. Yes. Yeah. Uh, just give it all to us. They'll read anything else but us. <clears throat> Gotta keep Disney afloat. I guess. All right. That is 132 pages of stuff. <laughs> and unfortunately, a handful of things that I might read. Yeah. And apparently 40 things over the next, uh, I'm sorry, more than 40 things. More than 40 four things. Ma- yeah. Four months that you could just skip. Gang War um, got me checking out for a mm-hmm. little while. Which I've done before, I think, when Spider-Man was taken over by something. I just left it alone for a while and then came back when it was over. Yeah. Hard to do. Time for a break from our show to pay the bills. Check out beacons.ai slash comics fun profit for all the C4 FAP links you could ever need all in one place. You can provide feedback, listen, support, share, enjoy these. We have our Patreon there. You can buy us a beer or a coffee. You can check out our Instagrams, our Twitters, our Facebooks, check out our YouTube page. 
You can email us. You can listen to our podcasts on Patreon, if you're a subscriber, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, on Podbean. We have Google Podcasts on there. We have an Amazon wish list. You want to buy Kyle and I something? Fine. You can do that here. We appreciate it. We have Kyle's RPG podcast listed on there, so you can check out his Dork Day Afternoon offerings. We have Cowabunga links, so you can check out the Cowabunga Deep Discount FOC and Pre-Order list. Get on that. That's RLCS, so you can check that out as well. And we want to just give you opportunities to say hi, to check out what we're doing, support us if you would like, or just listen. Check out beacons.ai slash comics fun profit for all the c4 fap links you could ever need thanks back to the show let's slide over to um cover price and see if they got anything going on yeah let's see what cover price has check out our secondary market items and see what is commanding that cash on the secondary market and we're starting the number one spot drew spawn number one what Three weeks ago, we covered the resurgence of Spawn number one. At this time, McFarlane used his San Diego Comic-Con panel to announce that Spawn would be debuting in one of the world's most popular video games. Although the name wasn't announced last week, a data mine leak (laughs) revealed a slew of new skins coming to Call of Duty Warzone. Among those skins were Skeletor, um, Alucard from Van Helsing, that's Dracula backwards, true, Ash from Evil Dead, and Spawn! Spawn debuting in the most popular game in the world is a massive news for the character. In fact, uh, this news has shot Spawn number one straight to the top of the list. 51 copies on the secondary market, Drew. High sale of $160 for CGC 9.8. And Rawls fair market value for near mints. 30 bucks, Drew. This dollar book's 30 bucks for near mints. That's great. It was never a dollar book. It was never a dollar book. But it was probably it was probably a $10 book or an $8 book. Yeah, and also Maybe. Spawn has been in Heaven's War. Heaven, he's been in fighting games before, so he's he's been in video games. Yeah, so people are just looking for a reason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Who knew? Maybe he was in Mortal Kombat too, but I thought it was the other games. Soul, yeah, Soul Calibur. That's what he was in. All right, sorry. Number two, Norts Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, number one. The one in 25 with Wonder Woman on the cover. Everybody loves it. Another 18 copies sold. $150 high sale for a raw, Drew. That's kicking your ratio in the balls. Uh-huh. And near met fair market value for 112 bucks. Dang. X-Men, volume one, number 130. This, of course, is Dazzler. As the Taylor Swift rumors continue to rumor around, 28 copies sold, CGC 9.8, over $1,300. $100 for fine copy. A fine copy will get you $100 on this one. That's great. Yeah. Stupid Spider Boys, stupid top secret, stupid book in Spider-Man 7. Still selling 29 (laughs) stupid copies for $115 for a stupid 9.8. And you're stupid. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Uh, Right. Why do I have to be fair? Tell me what, what's what's. what's you know, I guess you don't. I don't yeah, it's your yeah. You can do what you want. Stupid retailer, stupid top secret, stupid spoilers for this stupid boy. Near mint, fine, thirty three bucks. Sorry, I'm over it. <sighs> Collecting myself. Ultimate Fallout number four, big book here. Twenty five copies if you could afford it. Seventeen hundred dollars, or at least a dollar shy of that for a CGC nine point eight. Near mint, fire market value, four hundred and thirty two dollars. 
Good old black suit number eight from Marvel's Secret Wars, the OG, the direct edition. 25 copies on the secondary market, $650 for CGC 9.8, and very fines, $151. We got these for a quarter for the longest time, Drew. It's crazy. No, 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 no. We got, we got the other issues for a quarter. We yeah, that's eights. right. We didn't get eights. Eights were always always. We got eights, but they were hard to find. Harder to find. I don't think they were ever in the dollar book bins. How are you getting them? Because you sold multiple full sets, and I know your cheapskate wasn't buying them for much. (laughs) I don't think. I I mean, I don't think they were going for big money back then. But yeah, they were going for pretty pretty good. There you go. At rank seven, we have the Crow, Flesh and Blood, number one from 1996. The Crow reboot has had a historically shaky journey. No kidding. It's taken quite a while to get its footing. However, production has wrapped and the film is scheduled to debut in 2024, despite the actors and writers strike. Producer Sam Pressman is ramping up hype for the film. He stated that the film will blow people's minds and is an anti-Marvel movie. Ooh, that's our stance now to get things. What's that mean? Yeah, I don't know. But it's taking shots to King. Pressman alluded to this film being the beginning of a shared universe, possibly branching into video games and animated series. Is, 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 is. That's With not very anti-Marvel. That's I was going to say, Marvel. that's exactly. With very little info to go on, one thing we know for sure is the producer behind the film has high hopes that The Crow will be the birth of a new expanded universe. Within that universe were speculation about Iris Shaw, another victim of death resurrected by the crow being present in this new film her first appearance is in this here issue and that's why it's taken off and by taking off we have 15 copies sold 225 dollars <laughs> for cgc 9.8 and fines for six dollar i always hate it when um these these producers you know put a lot of eggs in this basket and, and are like mm-hmm. this is going to be the beginning of, of you know all these spinoffs and tie-ins and then it just fizzles and then yawn. Yeah. Speaking of yawn, Spider-Man 2099, volume number one, issue number one. Miguel O'Hara. Uh, we saw him in Across the Spider-Verse. We're waiting for uh, episode two of Across the Spider-Verse. Meanwhile, still a popular dude. 30 copies sold. $71 for a CGC 9.6 move this week. And Raw's still about 18 bucks. And continuing with all of the crazy Dazzler stuff with Taylor Swift, Dazzler number one, 180 bucks for CGC 9.8, and very fine for nine bucks. These are bargains if she's actually doing it, Drew. You think? Yeah, because like things won't go nuts if she actually is in the movie. Yeah. Speaking of nuts, Kane in the last battle on number six. Love this book. The Ahsoka series is halfway through its season, and reviews have been mostly positive. They should be all positive. With so many characters from the Rebels appearing in this series, Drew's Rebels was a cartoon show that I tried to get you to watch for a decade. Yeah, yeah it really did. It yeah. makes sense that this book is jumping into our top ten list. The big money maker initially was the full set of cameos in Canaan number one. This issue, which contains the full first appearance, has overtaken as the top book to have. Fourteen copies in the secondary market, three fifty for a nine point eight. Hundred bucks for alls. Again, um, spoiler, if you're not current on Ahsoka, is that kid's dad? Yes, 
General Kid's dad. Okay. Jason. 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 Yes. Jason Darus. Now, Kanan. Kanan's J- name Jason. is not actually Kanan Jarus. Okay. Gotcha. He's actually Caleb Doom. And Comes from my line. wife wants to know if Jason is somebody that we should know. So he, his name comes from a derivation of Jason Solo, which in, was another one of Leia and uh, and Han's kids, but has not made it to current canon. So they are currently using him as a placeholder and may do some fun things with him based on that. But the Jason name, spelled as J-E-C-E-N, is from Jason Solo in Legacy Writings. So he was Ben Solo's little brother? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he could be somebody in something. Yep. Absolutely. Very neat. Okay. Over on my turn, we got uh, rank 11, Immortal, X Men number 15, the Joshua Sway, Swabby, 1 in 25. Um, this X Men run is doing right by telling a compelling story within this current run. It's been reviewed highly, bringing on board <laughs> multiple villains doing villainy things. That and a killer splash page at the book's end has fans dying for more. Now, what else has been reviewed highly? This 1 in 25 variant from Joshua Sway. The community loves a good Emma Frost cover, with, with, and this book checks the boxes. We've sold 15 massive copies, high sale of $50 for a raw. Uh, most of the time, they're around 40 At rank 12, we have... Catwoman Uncovered, number one, the Babs Tar, one in 25. This is just a bunch of Catwoman covers <laughs> in a comic. Um, 18 copies of this sold. High sale of 30 bucks for a raw. They're going normally around $20. Uh, Infinity Gauntlet, number one. The, when the solicitations and covers were released for the upcoming Thanos series, fans couldn't help but return to the inspiration for the said covers in this book so that's why it sold 14 copies with a high sale of 200 dollars for a cgc 98 and raws around 44 this was way higher than that back in the infinity war day i was gonna say yeah no kidding at rank 14 we have toxic avenger number one uh we heard that there's a big peter dinklage attached to this uh 16 copies sold i sell 239 for a cgc 98 Raw near mints around 30 bucks. Uh, Secret Wars number one. Uh, since we did eight, now we're going to do the first appearance of the Beyonder in Secret Wars number one. And we have 20 copies of this sold. High sale of $279.99 for a CGC 98 with near mints around 29 bucks. At rank 16, we have X Men Volume 1, number 4. Omega Red is a fan favorite and has blossomed in value. Uh, 17 copies of this sold, with a high sale of $135 for a CGC 9.8, and raw around $31. At rank 17, we have The Amazing Spider Man, number 300, First Venom, high sale of $1,526 for a CGC 9.6. Raw near mints around 960. At rank 18, we have Moon Knight, Volume 1, Number 1. Book has tumbled from its all-time high of $1,325 for a CGC 9.8 back in 22 uh, to where it is now, which is around 17 copies sold. 
high sale of $275 for a CGC 9.8. Very fines around $21. Wow, that is quite a tumble. Uh, the Uncanny <laughs> X-Men number one, 266, comes in at rank 19. Uh, this is uh, Channing Tatum as Gambit. This puts the book back in the middle of the genuine first appearance debate uh, for the first Gambit. We did it, it did not. It is not even close to the first appearance. There is no debate. It's the annual. Yeah. We tracked 11 copies sold. A uh, high sale of 660 at nine as for a CGC 98 Rawls around $150. And rounding out our top 20, we have Wolverine number one, uh, tracked 38 copies sold, high sale of 350 for a CGC 98 Rawls around 71. Oof. All right, Kyle. Now explain to me what I did wrong on FOCs last week. What did we do? What did we miss? It's not really your fault. So. Now with all the jockeying back and forth, when we did when we check our things in lunar distributions, we have multiple dates. It used to be we checked our Tuesday or our our, our Tuesdays in lunar and our Wednesdays yeah. in in previews. Yeah. Yeah, and with our uh, FOC, it was our Saturdays in lunar and our Sundays in previous yes. world. Well, now we have two different dates in our lunar stuff because. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Thanks for the Tuesday, they, the Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. So our DC items are well with FOC. We're not talking Tuesday and Wednesday. We're talking Saturday and Sunday. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um. So when we're we Sunday check lunar, we we have to make sure we check our Saturday tab and our Sunday tab because our image stuff is still in a Wednesday release, which is a Sunday tab. So, Sunday and Monday. It's Sunday and Monday. Oh, sorry. Not Saturday and Sunday, but Sunday and Monday. You are correct. Yes, right. Yeah. All so right. let's head on out. So this is, again, this is new territory for everybody because of how things have been squabbled out here. But, you know, we want to make sure everybody can see the things they need to get and doesn't miss anything. And it's so we're heading over to majority, It's possible the majority of the image is going to be here on this other day and nowhere to books. be found. All but two books. Okay. Gotcha. All right, that makes sense. So let's look at 917. We've got Batman and Robin of Francisco Matina. That's pretty pretty interesting. Looks like uh, Damien's blowing bubbles there with his... Yeah, looks pretty good. There's a Kale New Croc cover, which is really nice. And Del Autos, which are always, always good. Not sure about these um, sketch covers see the appeal sometimes generation joker number six of six that finishes up the white knight series a lot of fun stuff there dark knights of steel collects its second half of it finally and it's hardcover there's dwellings the second issue of dwellings green lantern four Haunting on Mars, which is Hugo Petrus. That looks like a old school cover man from like the pre-code era. <laughs> the Madness hits its third issue from AWA. That's a cool homage to the Sex Pistols album. I, th- I think so. That sounds right. Mitch number one. Superman Lost is number seven. 
Right, did you read that series? Um, no. no. I mean, I, I read the first two or three, and I think the other ones have stacked up on me. Gotcha. So I'm not current. Wesley Dodds, The Sandman Number One. Is that is that that Golden Age thing? Yes, that's yeah. That was that old Golden Age book that returned after many many years. And it's the first of them, or, we, or was there already one previous? No, it's the first of the, the six oh. issues here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that was I know there was like three different Golden Age launches. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm not sure if this is the first one to do it yet. Yeah, I think there was like yeah. a Flash, maybe something else. Sounds right. All right, that seems like most of our stuff for the 17th. A few world's finest Teen Titans, which is the old school one. Yeah. I'll go ahead and click over. Uh, we've got the Creep Show, mm-hmm. number two. Oh, this is where we get that Destiny Gate book. Ryan Katie and Christian Debari. What is that again? Destiny Gate, number one, from Top yeah. It's Image and Top Cow. Oh, okay. Haunted Girl, number one. Kill Your Darlings gets a second printing. Midlife or How to Hero at 50, number one. Oh, issue one of that. That's the firefighter guy, yeah, that finds out yeah. he has powers. Yeah. That could be a good one. You know how I like superheroes at Image. <laughs> yeah, you, that you've always said. <laughs> yeah. And then the uh, something epic. That's uh, it. And would we say that's sixth sense? Yes. That and Walking sixth. Dead homage. Yep, Walking Dead homage. Which there seemed to be a bunch of 20th anniversary Walking Dead homage because I clicked to the next one and Swan Songs number four has a Where's Negan cover. Swan Song, yeah. Golly, they they got a one in 50. And, man, Caitlin Yarsky is pretty good. Walking Dead Deluxe. Issue five, along with weird work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are pretty sweet. Now we flip over to Previews World, and we still have two additional image books here. Okay. But they're just radiant black, so mm-hmm. let's go down to boom. Oh, damn them all. It's issue nine. That's cool. Berserker gets a $7 pen and ink. What's happening in Marvel? Avengers Inc. Number two. With a cool Michael John Tyler Christopher uh, action figure variant. Mm-hmm. With a bunch of action figures. That's pretty neat. They look like to scale. Yeah. Which and did nice. you see the Aka cover? It's kind of good. <laughs> the, also known as the artist variant? Is that what that means? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Incredible Hulk. Some weird Hulk covers on Incredible Hulk 5. You got your homage there, of course. Which one is the homage? Uh, the Alexander in the Lausanne. Box. Yeah, exactly. Big Hulk in a little box. Lots of Moon Knight covers. Dang. Yeah. Don't hate the John Tyler Christopher negative space variant for Spider-Boy. I knew you were going to point that out. I don't hate it. So what? 
So what was the Spider Boy one that was just in the previews? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, is this the is this the FOC for it? But it's also in that previews, and that's what that disclaimer was about. Hmm. Who knows? And we did take our time doing DC and Image catalogs before we got to Marvel. So that does not look like David Aha. Where you at? Spider Boy fifty. David Aha. It's the worst Aha. All the all the fifty. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Not the worst, but yeah, it's not really his color palette, is it? Yeah, it's not. It's not what I expect from him. Superior. It's just a poster for Superior. Down in some dynamite stuff. Army of the Dead. Yeah, you know, I'm going to love all this. <laughs> I'll just skip it now and won't bother. And how many of these... I'm curious how many of these bought back half books are actually... Do we already look at in Lunar? Mm. Doesn't seem to be a lot of carryover yet. Mm-mm. Who's the new Dark Horse number one there? Canary. Sorry, I was looking at Garbage Pail Kid books. Oh, that's Scott Snyder. Dan Pinoja. That could be good. As you know, our LCS is Cowabunga Comics, Lake Country's Wisconsin's best pop culture destination for new comics, back issues, gaming, retro video games, vinyl, and figures. Give them a call. 262-569-9999. Check them out online at cowabungacomics.com or follow them on Twitter at Incredicow. They are our LCS and we utilize their deep discount mail order service to bring Oconomowoc, Wisconsin closer to us. They'll take care of you. Tell them Drew and Kyle sent you. Say hi to Eric and James from us. If you need an LCS, you can't go wrong with Cowabunga Comics. And creep shows. We looked at those. Dark spaces. Wait, are there two Scott Snyder books coming out? What's the other one? Dark. Okay, so there's Canary number one, and then there's Dark Spaces Dungeon. Ooh, it's a critically acclaimed anthology series, which means it won't do well. <laughs> Not a real book. Drive Like Hell from Dark Horse by Rich Duick. Hip Hop Family Tree is getting reissued as an omnibus hardcover. How much of that's in there? It's only 140 pages. That's not all of it. Oh, it's 140 pages of extras. It includes the, the original 360-page series, 140 pages of extra material, cover gallery. Every cover that has never been collected, new annotations of the entire series by Pisker, and much more. That's the greatest one, the first one. That's all I can find. All right. Okay, Drew. Yes. What's your FOC pick? I am torn between that Scott Snyder from Dark Horse and the Midlife or How to Hero at 50. Mm, yeah, that image number one. From Image. Yep. Um, I think I'll go with that one. 
I'll go with the midlife or how to hear about 50 number one by Stefano uh, Simeon cover with by Brian Bacioletto, Bacioletto. And the two I was between were the Scott Snyder and spider boy number one. Um, so I'm just going to go with uh, the canary number one from my deed or from uh, dark horse, Scott Snyder's book. Cool. So we got, got picked anyway. Yep. Do you have a, a preference on the covers? I was just going cover A eh? with the with the pistols. Not as good. Yeah. Your pick though. I'll let you have it. All right, <laughs> uh, nice. Such a sweetheart. Yeah. Most people would just not said anything and just let me. Have <laughs> picks, but... All right, let's go to the hot ten from our good friends at CBSI. Yeah, heading over to comicbookinvest.com click on their hot 10 we're gonna look at september 15th hot 10 um wow we're we're, we're current that's yes, cool sometimes so, sometimes you never know yeah very cool and i'm a little confused about the first one we have punch number 12 um we know what you're gonna say how can this single sale make the hottest book of the week well, first, it was a very slow week for sales as a lot of the, the usual suspects were moving. But that said, we can't ignore a CGC 8.0 going for $204,000, Drew. Oh, wow. It is a pre-code horror classic. This is a pedigree book, but this is also the highest grade in the census that has not been restored. The last time it sold in this grade was over 20 years ago. And that was for only 2,500 bucks. Occasionally, we need to acknowledge a legendary book and a significant sale like this. Any other week, this probably would be an honorable mention we'd talk about at the bottom. But like they said, things were a bit slow, and we really don't want to make that the next book, number one. And, of course, the next book would be X-Men 130, which is the Dazzler <laughs> for experience. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Two hundred thousand dollars for this uh, pre-code horror book, Drew. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And ranked in, like I said, uh, is the first appearance of Dazzler in Uncanny X-Men. CGC nine point eights, uh, sixteen hundred dollars on that one. That's uh, crazy. Nine point six is between five and six hundred bucks. These are all just based on rumors. At rank three, we have the Nortz Illustrated Swimsuit 1 in 25. Yes, this Villalobos cover is a repeat, but it continues to sell, sell, sell. Another over 20 sales this past week, and this book continues to sell for over $100. So, yeah. Immortal X-Men, number 15 in the 1 in 25. Since last week, I have noticed that at least 15 sales of this 100, 1 in 25 incentive. It's a gorgeous cover by Sway, and prices have climbed. From 40 bucks to $65. That's probably the ceiling for this, as it appears to be a case of a sexy variant folks are willing to go the extra couple bucks for. At rank five, we have Magic Order number one from Makmala. Since yesterday's quote-unquote news that Netflix still has a show in development for this series, we've seen a couple dozen book sales, mostly in the double cover range at 8 bucks, with high raw sales of about 15 CGC 9.8s are still only around 70 bucks. with this book you might be able to find in dollar bins still. At rank 6, we have Wolverine 36. This is from the Ben Percy run. This book came out a couple weeks ago. 
But with a recent announcement that it is getting a second print and second print incentive from Marvel, this seems to have started to sell for 10 to $15. Not a huge jump, but it was only cover price last week. And now, after a couple dozen sales, it has hit $16, with some listings of 20 And all the covers have been selling. Interesting. Marvel Age 1998, or I'm sorry, Marvel Age number 98 from our boy Stan Lee. So Toxic Avengers is still selling pretty well, but the character actually did appear here first in the Marvel Age book. Folks seem to now be putting more money towards this previous preview appearance as Rawls are hitting 30 to $35. But most, you can really get them for around 20 if you're being careful. This is a dollar bin type book, again, that is worth looking into. Now, a CGC 9.8 hasn't sold since June. But when it last sold, it was $380. Huh. At rank 8, we have The Crow, Flesh and Blood, number 1. News that the reboot film is not only still in the works, but that it may spawn spin-off material, as many folks speculating that Irish Shaw may be involved. 25 copies, 15 bucks. Sonic the Hedgehog, 900th Adventure, number 1, 1 in 50. New this week... This one-shot Sonic Adventure has a hefty $8 cover price, so many shops may not have qualified for the 1 in 50 incentive. We've seen this before with Sonic high-ratio variants coming out in the gate super strong. Remember when Sonic 50 did it? I spotted only half a dozen sales so far in the last week, but it had high pre-sales of $230 to $250, while the rest were closer to $90 and $130-ish. Any way you look at it, it's still a huge premium for a 1 in 50. And at rank 10, Gotham Academy number one drew. I remember being high on this back in the day. I've talked about Mia Maps Mizuguchi a couple times now regarding this book in dollar bin digging. But the current heat seems to be coming from her recent appearance in the new Birds of Prey series as a new character called Meridian. About 20 copies sold with a high sale of $30. But most were much cheaper. CGC 9.8 sold for 80 Five, maybe a hundred bucks this week. Copies of the one in 25 incentive and the pink second printing are also selling well, but cover A is seeing the most movement. Honorable mention, we have Tomb of Terror 15, a notable pre-code horror sale this week. As a raw, a raw and restored copy sold for $2,850 at auction. A decent looking copy, but it looks to have some collar touch and a decent spine split. That said, books like this aren't easy to find in any grade whatsoever, so collectors aren't afraid to invest in what we have. And the other honorable mention, Weird Fantasy 21. So this is a comic that does not come up for sale very often. This week, though, a CGC 6.5 sold for $1,535 with a lot of uh, auction on it with nearly 50 bids. A lot of action on it. This may not be one of Frank Frazetta's most well-known covers, but Frazetta still sells. There is also a sneaky Ray Bradbury story in here, which was released before Fahrenheit 451. For sale price context, this grade last sold three years ago for $720, and a 5.5 sold a couple months ago for $900. So some of the oldies selling good. Very cool. All right, Drew, let's head on over and look at our... Oh, honorable mentions. I just did the two honorable mentions. You did? Yep. I, God I, damn, I, I thought... I, I flowed right into them real smoothly. So, okay, well, you didn't... I thought you were going to talk about the guy leaving that does the top ten. But, oh, okay. I did not... No, I did not. You skimmed right over that. No problem. You, yes, I did. Um, I was reading it, so that's probably why I wasn't paying attention. 
Um, so yeah, we're over at um, Lunar, right? Correct. We're over. And we, at Lunar and we have to do nineteen and twenty. Yep. We've got more more fun to be had here. Okay. So let's head on over to Lunar Distributions and look for our sneak peek at next week week items for nineteen and twenty. Tuesday and Wednesday. These Catwoman covers are great. This David Nakayama cover, just the cover A is really good. Yeah, it is. We liked a lot of these. We liked the one with all the flying cats, right? Yep. With all the, I think we counted nine cats for nine yeah. lives. Yeah, it was great. Nightwing was, um, this is a octopus in a safe, maybe? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cover A? Mm-hmm. Nightwing goes nautical. Sail the high seas with Nightwing and Batgirl. Superman Sif 6, the Tiago da Silva, is a, a very interesting cover who is that supposed to be that's what i'm not sure that's not lois is it that's what i originally thought but i, I don't think it is oh there's our wonder woman finally we got our new tom king wonder woman yeah on dc feels like that should have been a while ago but it's finally yeah. out um i hope I, i've heard good things mm-hmm. i'm torn because i love the art germ cover but I also love that Chris Bacalo cover. Yeah, that's a great one. A la 300, right? Yep. Um, I think the Daniel Sampier is pretty classic. Mm-hmm. That's also a good one. So now you think we go to 920. And we see Antarctica. Big game through three. Asterix. A second printing for Call. Yeah. Very, cool. Very good. Fish Flies gets its second issue. I still haven't read that first issue. i got to read that. Haunts you to the end, four of five. Hey Kids Comics ends with its sixth issue. Click, click, boom. And finish up with some more Walking Deads. All right. We still have some uh, image books in our previews section as well. Trade for Ice Cream Man. Our Noctera books. I just can't. I don't understand how they can. I mean, keep how they keep in track. Yeah. Of what what goes where. <laughs> <laughs> Something is killing the children. Thirty three. I love the uh, FOC reveal cover with just the mat, the the teeth. Oh yeah. And then Rare Flavors, number one, from Boom, by V-Ram and Felipe Andrade. A little hot, a little pricey. Mm, oh, it is a $5 book, yeah. Down to Marvel. Captain America, number one. I think this is our old Captain America, but we do get a really cool George Perez cover. All right. I really like that Amazing Spider-Man with a different, the way it looks like broken glass and mm-hmm. half and half. I like I, I, that's that's John Romita Senior and Junior. Don't forget you have a Strange Academy Moon Knight number one. Okay. So your boy is visiting the school. I'm not sure if he's allowed to, but he is. Is he, is he really in it, or is it just a 
No, it, it, the book is Strange Academy Moon Knight. It is a Moon Knight book in the Strange Academy world. Yeah, okay. And here in this Uncanny Spider-Man number one, this is where we get all of our Nightcrawler Spider-Man stuff. So, Okay. If you want the two-toed Spider-Man, this is where you look. Gotcha. Dynamite continuing its Disney villains with with uh, Hades. It's number two issue, or yeah, number two issue because we started it last month. Dead Sky Publishing gives us the case of the bleeding wall, mm-hmm. which is Joe Lansdale, who did Boba Hotep. And his daughter, country singer Casey Lansdale, who did Creep Show and Impossible Monsters, joined forces to write the case of the Bleeding Wall from Dead Sky Publishing. And it's only four bucks. I do like the only four bucks thing. That's awesome. Oh, holding the line, I guess. <laughs> A lot of crap crossed uh, issues found in the corner of the warehouse, blowing them out. Greenhorns, number one, from Keen Spot Comics. Right, Mike Rosenweig. Stranger Things meets Yellowstone in a supernatural western. <laughs> Which one was that called? Greenhorns? Called, yep, Greenhorns. That's like Keen, Keen Spot, Spot and there are a ton of covers. Yeah, they usually aren't that great, though. But it caught my eye, so I wanted to shout it out. For sure, for sure. Might be my last chance to give Hey Kids Comics a shout out, but that would be more of a fun and not a profit pick. <laughs> Junior Baker, Righteous Faker. Rumpus Room, number one from AWA, written by Mark Russell. Oh, that's cool. Meet Bob Shrunk. Technocrat billionaire, collector of bad art, and victim of a hideous skin condition that could only be treated with a highly illicit and definitely not FDA-approved face cream that must be harvested from human beings. Okay, very cool. So Sherlock Holmes gets a gender swap. Spencer Holmes uh, was an orphan at a young age, never knew her true lineage, but now her uncle suddenly returns to her life. She discovers the abilities of the Holmes family have been passed down to her. So she gets to solve crimes, I guess. It's kind of cool. It's a Xenoscope book, so it's just a reason to put a sexy Holmes on the cover. Yeah, I know. Boy, lots of good choices. Lots of good choices here. But only one choice can be your pick of the week, Drew. What you got? Um, did I? Was it Wonder Woman time? Did I, is that this? Was that on this one? I'm yep. Trying to go that back and find. Golly, which one though? Shit. Indeed. I'm not gonna do the foil, even though it's very nice. Uh, I think I go with the. I think I go with the standard Daniel Sampier cover. What? For, for Wonder Woman, the Tom King, Daniel Sampier, yeah, I think so. Interesting. Uh, Chris Bacalo is nice, but it's a foil. Yeah. No, I'll do foils. It's eight dollars. You don't do foils. Rarely. Interesting. Hmm. 
tempted to do the foil. I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you really love that foil, I, 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 I have other picks. Yeah. I'm thinking about this hexagon bridge from Image. Hexagon bridge from Image. Was that, was, that in, was that in the lunar pile? Yeah. Hexagon yeah, bridge. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's by Richard Blake. Doing the art and the writing. Yeah. It seems kind of neat. I was re- I read through the solicit like three times, figuring it out. I'm in the mood for an image one, so I'm going to go with it, and it's $3.99, so that's a good there thing. There we go. So, five-issue cool. series, Richard Blake, Hexagon Bridge. Sweet. Yeah. All right, I want to thank you for tagging along with Drew and myself through all of our stuff for the FOC this week and all of our shenanigans through other things. I think we're going to get this figured out, and I think – Eventually, everything will be out, and we can maybe get things pared down to one friggin' spot from this point on, but we shall see. <laughs> I don't think so. You know, always throwing us these wonderful screwballs here. But we thank you guys for sticking around with us. Head on over to patreon.com. Look for Comics for Fun and Profit to have even more for us. Um, Drew and I are planning out some fun stuff and maybe a couple reviews of Ahsoka and stuff going on. I've got to teach him what all the things he's missing from the <laughs> animated worlds of Star Wars and might not bring everybody along as I shame him for his lack of knowledge. <laughs> so we appreciate you for Drew and for myself. See you. In a world ravaged by war and chaos, a group of survivors must band together to brave the dangers of a post-apocalyptic landscape. The year is 2000 and the world has been plunged into darkness. The nuclear fires have burned out, leaving behind a wasteland of ruins and radiation. But amidst the rubble and despair, a glimmer of hope still remains. Join Dork Day Afternoon as they face off against marauding gangs, enemy soldiers, and even the harsh elements themselves in the world of Twilight 2000. Will our heroes survive the challenges ahead? Can they keep their own humanity intact? Or will they succumb to the harsh realities of life after the end of the world? Two Past Midnight, an actual play podcast by Dork Day Afternoon.